welcome back to Five Songs or Less. Guess who's here with me today, everybody? It is... Cash Money! Excuse me, you ruined my introduction of you. Jeez Louise. The... Oh God, I hate... Does anyone out there have a MacBook with the like little screen thingy across the top that like... All the little buttons are part of. They used to be actual physical buttons, but now it's like a little touch bar thingy. Mine like flashes and glitches like crazy. It's super fucking annoying. Anyway, the woman who made me realize cats are far superior to dogs, (laughs) the woman who uh, made me realize that uh, Marvel movies are good, actually, the mother of my children, it's my wife, Amanda, a.k.a. Cash Money. Hi. Yeah. How's it going? It's going all right. I was crying to my wife that I didn't have uh, episodes ready for today, this day. I put out a three-minute episode about how I don't have an episode. And uh, she was kind enough to give me a playlist of Tori Amos. It's really taking me away from my my couch potato. We're still on the couch. I guess that's true. <laughs> And we're even going to watch a video at one point. Oh, we are? Yeah. All right, nice. I watched some videos today. Oh, okay. That's exciting. Um, tell the people about yourself, Amanda. Um, like what? I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm older than Danny. Just barely. <laughs> um, I work in a library. Mm-hmm. Um. I do have my degree in information sciences, but I'm technically not a librarian. I mean, I have been. Poser. Librarian poser. I mean, I got the degree, but I'm a system supervisor, system-wide supervisor, regional supervisor. Um, Yeah, that sounded like the office. Uh (laughs) Assistant to the regional supervisor. I'm essentially like a district manager. Let's so good at like that. Yeah. Oversee yeah. seven branches. Um, and um, I've got some degrees, but... Bragger. I Well, I mean, what I was going to say is I don't know shit about shit, so... <laughs> you know about Tori Amos. Um, you know, my own experience, I suppose. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's all you need. Uh, what What's your sign? I'm an Aquarius. Actually, a co-worker of mine just recently did my birth chart, and it was amazing. Well, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't really Are either. Are you cheating but, on me? Um, my birth chart? Yeah, yeah. No. Is that what's happening? It's astrology, Danny. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's cool. It's like where, you know, when my... Uh, what is it like moon is in Libra or whatever or something like that oh is that the like rising Mm -hmm. whatever yeah I don't understand any of that um but yeah let me let me look yeah whatever it was it was really cool um deets sun is in Aquarius uh moon is in Libra oh I did remember that hey that's me I'm a Libra (laughs) ascendant slash rising in Cancer Mercury, Mercury in Aquarius, Venus in Capricorn, Mars in Aquarius, um, and then there's like what that all means. There's yeah. definitions for all of that. Weird. But I don't know that 
the listeners want to hear all of that. But the summary, which is very kind that she did this for me, was you are a cool cat with a loving nature who is an excellent communicator. You like to push the envelope and are often seen as a stronger leader with an unconventional style. Hmm. I'd agree with that, actually. So I, I thought that was, uh, that was very nice. Hmm. Um, anyway, it was fascinating, but I, I got the hookup with a co-worker hmm. who's into those things. Interesting. Cool. That, that's, there you go. That's, that's me. Now you know everything, but you're going to find out more because, um, we, on the pod, I usually like just kind of bullshit and talk about what's been going on with, but I'm married to you. I live with you. I talk to you all the time. So I already know everything that's going on. <laughs> Except for this astrology thing I didn't know about. (laughs) But uh, this evening I googled 21 questions to test how well you really know your partner. (laughs) So we're going to do these. We're not going to do all of them because the first one I don't like. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So we're going to skip number one. This is number one. Oh, geez. Like that's too... Come on. We're on a podcast here. (laughs) All like... None 20, of your damn business. 20 people might download this. Yeah. They don't need to know that. They don't need to know. The, the three people that download this Five. don't need to know. <laughs> 20 people might download, three might listen. <laughs> uh, okay, so question number two. This is on psychology today, if anybody wants to look it up. And do the same with your partner. <laughs> uh, when your partner was a child, what did they want to be when they grew up? Oh, God. What did you want to be when you grew up? What did I want to be? A musician? Um, astronaut? At some point, I never wanted or to be an marine astronaut. Marine biologist? No, I never wanted to be a marine biologist. I don't fucking know. <laughs> the, the youngest thing that I can remember would be a baseball player. Oh, okay. Can you imagine okay. all the money we would have? You're, good, you're assuming <laughs> you'd be that good. I'd be that good. <laughs> you'd be in the major leagues. Everything else would play out the same in my life. <laughs> we would end up together and we'd have like, kids, yeah, but we'd have yeah. so much more money. Um, I don't know about you. Um, I, the, the only other thing I know that you maybe wanted to be at some point was a teacher. Yeah, that was when I was in high school. Um, I guess if you want to go, the earliest I could remember is I wanted to be a writer. What oh, the fuck? Like a writer? God, I, so I lazy. encourage you to write. Yeah, and you you never take me seriously. Well, because again, I'm very lazy. <laughs> well, sure, but <laughs> me too. Okay. Name a country your partner would love to visit. Japan. Very good. Um, England. Yes. London. No, what's that? <laughs> London what's... isn't a country. I know, I know, England. But with that one place you want to. Go that Taylor Swift lives or whatever. Where we have, Taylor Swift lives. Doesn't she live there? I don't know. The place know where, where you wanted lives. to travel to for our 40th birthdays? Oh, um doesn't she the live Lake there? District. Yeah. I don't know if that's where Taylor Swift lives. I don't no. know. I do really want to go to the Lake District though. Where does Taylor Swift live, everybody? Where does Taylor Swift live? Swift <laughs> live. Uh, <laughs> question number four. Does your Partner have a nickname, or excuse me, did your partner have a nickname as a child? What was it? Bonus point, did they like the nickname? For you, uh, Danny Pants? No. No? No. 
Isn't that what your mom calls you? No. Danny Panny. No. No? What is it? Close. Danny Pantaloons? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, remember when Patina's little pantaloons? Yeah. Hold on, hold on. I want to try and get this. You're very close. (laughs) Just turn that P upside down. (laughs) The P? It's a lowercase P. Banny. Danny Banny. Danny Banny. Okay. I don't really think about turning a P upside down. <laughs> I, I want. I was thinking of a Q. <laughs> I didn't say turn it around. I don't know directions. Uh-huh. Uh Did I like my nickname? Um, I feel like you were indifferent to it. I don't know. Yeah, that's pretty indifferent. Okay. That that um, kid that I've we were talking about just the other day that I hung out with but didn't like because mm-hmm. he's mean to me. He my mom my mom called me Danny Banny one time when we were like I was over at his house and she was like Danny Banny time to go or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he like would not let it go. It just made fun of me and it made me kind of not like the nickname for a while. That kid was an asshole though. Well, yeah. So fuck that kid. Yeah. Did you have a nickname? Mandy? Like that's just what your family calls you. Yeah. Um, my nana would occasionally call me Mandy Ray. Mm. Just like we call Lassa, Lassa Ray. Mm-hmm. Um, do you like being called Mandy? I know you like being called Mandy because you don't like being called Amanda. I don't like the name at all. I, so any of its derivatives I'm not a huge fan of either, mm. but it doesn't really matter. I don't really care. Uh, I prefer cash money. Okay. Cash money. <laughs> Which of your partner's aunts or uncles are they closest to? Skip. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I think you have a good relationship with your aunts and uncles. They're just yeah. you're just not like I'm not close with any of yeah. them. Yeah. It's not like you're like, hey, you want to go to the mall? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd say that maybe your Aunt Julie, but like we can go years without seeing them. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your partner's least favorite housework task? Housework task. Chore. Emptying out the dishwasher for you. Ding ding. For you. So many. Any, any, I know. I was going to say all of the above. Uh, anything to do with the toilet. Yeah. Or taking out the trash. Yeah. yeah. I, I do not like doing that. Uh, name two of your partner's grandparents. Is this going to be really hard for you? Because you've never met any of them because they are all gone. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You don't know? I mean, if you said them, I would be like, oh, yeah, that's right. Was your... No, I don't know. Was your... Wait, your dad's parents, were any of the kids named after him? Like Um, the dad and the mom? No. Okay. No, I don't know then. On my mom's side, her mother was Josephine. That's a good name. Josephine. I like it. I don't know her biological father's name. Her stepfather was named Trinidad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I know. Anyway, my dad, uh, Irma and Edgar. Whoa. No. I'm sure you've said it before, but Maybe. Irma. Mm-hmm. Edgar. Gosh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, your grandparents, uh, well, Raylene and Ken. Mm-hmm. God, I can't believe that took me that long. <laughs> uh, 
Tata, but I'm pretty sure that's not his actual name. It's not his actual name. Yeah. You don't know what his name is? No, I don't. It's my dad's name. Amato? Mm-hmm. Oh. Hmm. Didn't know that. And, God, I don't know. There's it, Welly. <laughs> or Miss V. No, I don't. I don't think I know. Elvia. Nope. Never heard that. No. It's a lie. Well, that is her name, or was her name? Yeah. Man. R.I.P. Grandma. Yeah. Um, hmm. But yeah, but my hmm. and I should say my biological dad's name. Oh yeah, is um, my name Daniel. Mm-hmm. And he went by Danny as well. Yeah. Although that was technically his middle name. His first name was Joseph. Oh, I didn't know that. Let's do one more. And then we'll talk Tori. Uh, here, this one's music related. We're going to talk about music. What type of music does your partner secretly like? This is part one of the question. I, yeah. You secretly like no music. Like, there's no secrets. <laughs> We're, I think we're very, both very open about the types of music that we like mm-hmm. and dislike. Um, if, there are types, if there are types of music that you secretly like, stop keeping it a secret. Just let people know. If, if they judge you for it, then... That's their problem. That's their fucking problem. Uh, what's the musical taste, or excuse me, what's a musical taste they have that most people wouldn't know they enjoy? Again... I think we're pretty upfront about the types of music we like. Yeah, I mean, you did your Taylor Swift episode, right? Yeah. So people know that. <laughs> That's not a secret. Yeah. I don't know. Is there one that you were surprised that I liked? Mm, at first, I was a, I was surprised about the amount of pop music you liked, but I uh, got out of my own ass on that one. Such an elitist over yep. here, folks. Yeah, not anymore. <laughs> uh, I guess if, if people, like, you know, I'm meeting someone for the first time, maybe I've got a new coworker or something like that. Okay. They yeah. might be surprised that I like Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift or, yeah. um, I don't know, other pop music that I like. I don't know if people would, what people would be surprised. Mm-hmm. With me, um, maybe that I like classical music. Maybe. maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, a, I do play a lot of, um, uh, what is it? I think it's, uh, uh, well, to, to kind of just like set the tone, set the mood <laughs> in my, my clothis that I have. Um, um, oh, med- medieval uh, Renaissance harp music. That's like, uh. that's what I. Let me see which one I really, I really dig. Um, uh, medieval and Renaissance music for harp. That's what mm. I, I dig. Mm. It's it's good stuff, folks. All right, let's talk Tori here, folks. What were what were Tori Amos's like '90s radio hits? Because I, I kept trying to think about it, and I think I kept thinking of Fiona Apple songs. Like Shadow Boxer. That's Fiona Apple. <laughs> it's a t- to, uh, that's more mid-90s. I don't know. Uh, Crucify. Oh, okay. I remember that song. Silent All These Years. I don't know that one. 
It was it was too quiet for me to hear because it was so silent. <laughs> this is stupid. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, that was, um, from her first album, Little Earthquakes, and then, um, Cornflake Girl. Oh, that yeah. The... I'd probably know it if I heard it. Like, Crucify, I can hear in my head, but I don't think I can hear Cornflake Girl. Mm-hmm. How did you get into Tori Amos? Um, uh, I was thinking about this. I was trying to, like, go back into the recesses of my mind, um, brain folds, and, I, I think maybe, I'm not 100%, but I think maybe my Aunt Julie, mm. when I was in high school, I'm, again, I'm not, for some reason, she pops up in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I don't know exactly if, I don't know if like she gave me Boys for Pele for like a Christmas present or a birthday or something. I did have that CD when it came out. So um, in that year... And, um, was it 97? Oh, 96. Um, so I was a um, sophomore in high school. I mean, depending on what month it came out, I guess. But, um, and, um, yeah, and then that's where it it began. Mm -hmm. So, um, that was the first album I listened to and just consumed and was obsessed with. Uh, so yeah, that's like how it started when I was in high school. So I was like 16, 15, mm-hmm. 16, something like that. Okay. And I think I know the answer. We've talked about Tori Amos quite a bit. Uh, we've, we've gone, uh, or you've gone in extent about her album artwork, uh, over the years. <laughs> you mean the later ones? <laughs> yes, my, yes. my, 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 uh, extreme criticism on it. <laughs> Um, has she, has she been someone that you've always, like, every time the album comes out, you're there to buy it or, or now stream it? Uh, yes and no. So up until, let me look at the dates. Um, so probably up until 2002. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, no, I, I would say 2002. Um, after, because I, I wasn't a huge fan of Scarlet's Walk. Um, I liked the concept a lot. Mm-hmm. She's she's known for her concept albums. and I Is know, that the one where it's a like road trip across the United States? Yes. But none of the songs really stuck with me. And mm-hmm. I wasn't, just wasn't feeling them. And then... Um, and then after that, I don't think I listened again until, I want to say 2007, because um, that's when I met Rachel, mm-hmm. and um, uh, she learned that she was a huge Tory fan too, and, and so then she was telling me that her, she had an album that came out not that long ago, and I was like, I don't know, like, as <laughs> I had, I mean, I love, I still love Tori Amos, I still listen to everything prior, yeah, uh, except for, um, Scarlet's walk in the beekeeper, and so I think I, I but and I I am a, I judge books by their covers. <laughs> yep, yep, that's there's right. Some bad, there's some bad shit. Yep. And I saw the cover for uh, American Doll Posse, and although I kind of dug the name of the album, <laughs> the picture the album cover was like I I don't know about this, yeah. Rachel. I don't think I could do it. And I think I did listen to it. The uh, 
at least once during that time. And I wasn't, like, I didn't hate it. Like, I, I don't want to say I hated Scarlet's Walk, but I just was, it was boring to yeah. me, I guess. Yeah. But I wasn't um, invested enough to uh, really, like, give it the time of day. So um, I, I pretty much sort of uh, kind of lost touch, I guess. Mm-hmm. I lost touch with Tori. And so I didn't even, until recently, actually, because as you know, I did a whole, like, re-listen of all her albums. I was, like, yeah. going through all of them. I started from the very beginning and was, like, making my... Well, except for I didn't do Why Can't Tori Read, um, which I should, because I hear that actually is not that bad. What is um, that? That's her 80s album she did um, with the band Why Can't Tori Read. Oh. Hmm. Um, and uh, it was a bit of a flop, but... Um, but I hear the songs aren't actually that bad, so I need to I need to give it a listen anyway. But uh, so I didn't even know about abnormally attracted to sin, um, midwinter graces, which I actually do like that one. That's like a, a her um, sort of rendition of like old like Christmassy type songs or winter songs. It was very pretty, um, and then. I actually, in 2011, when this album came out and I had read about it, I was like, yes, I am going to be listening to this one. And that was Night of Hunters. And those were her, um, what is it, variations on a theme for like all the, like not all, but like Satie and Chopin. Chopin Is that um, the one we listen to a lot? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so she put, she like re, you know. Mm-hmm. With her imagined or whatever. Her I don't. I don't know shit about shit, folks. I don't know how to. What that. Mean. I just know that she took classical um, uh, pieces. pieces and then you know expanded on them and then put lyrics to them. Yeah. And um, and yeah, her. Um, I think her daughter was like eleven at the time, uh, sang on some of the songs. And it, it, it again had there was a concept to that album, which I but I loved it. I was all about mm-hmm. it. I still love it. And I was like, this is the Tory I remember. Um, and then I, I don't know why I like, kind of just like lost touch again or I just wasn't really paying attention to what was being uh, put out there in terms of like articles about... Or maybe there just wasn't enough, maybe enough promo for the other ones. But there was like Gold Dust that came out. I didn't listen to that. Unrepentant Geraldine's. I actually do think I remember that one coming out. That was in 2014. But, you know, we had a baby (laughs) in that year. I wasn't working at a record store anymore. And um, that's true. And, again, it was another cover that I wasn't really (laughs) feeling. Um, And then there is, like, she wrote the music for the musical The Light Princess. I have not listened to it uh, in 2015. And then in 2017, she came out with Native Invader. And uh, again, didn't I didn't even know that one either. But in twenty twenty one, Ocean to Ocean came out, and I believe, uh, like YouTube, like had a recommended or something, yeah, and it was I like an interview that. with her. And then um, I was like, "Oh, it's my girl!" And so I <laughs> put it on, and I was like, "Oh, she has an album coming out." My girl that I neglect. <laughs> that I neglect. Yeah, <laughs> um, she's like my older sister. Okay. Um, <laughs> Anyway, I like again. I liked the 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 theme that she was going off of, but uh, and I listened to it and not as impressed, but 
But I, I think I need to give it more of a listen. There was like a couple songs, but <sighs> yeah, I'm just like yeah. not. It doesn't grab me. It doesn't, yeah. it hasn't hooked me. Um, but I will watch every interview <laughs> of Toriemos, <laughs> and um, if there's any time there's a live or like a YouTube video of her playing or whatever, I will watch it. Yeah. Like I don't care what song it is. <laughs> so. And you know if she's if I see that she's like gonna ever be on like Stephen Colbert or something like that, I yeah. will watch it. Have you ever seen her live? I have. When? Where? Uh, it was in San Jose at San Jose State. It was during, um, I believe, the Choir Girl Hotel. Um, when that after that album came out, it was mm-hmm. like touring for that, and I think I was. I was just talking to um, my coworker about this today, but I. Because that came out when I was in high school, so I don't remember if I was in high school if or if I had if I was a freshman in college at this mm-hmm. time. I think I was a freshman, so it may have been like her like a second sort of tour that she did for that album. Because that album came out in '98, I graduated in '99, and I was you know in um, college '99 2000. So, but yeah, I went with Sarah. Um, oh okay, and. Uh, yeah, and it was, um, I remember going, and uh, I mean, I loved every song, I didn't care, I mean, I, of course I loved every song, mm-hmm. um, and it was seated, but I like got up, and I, I did some <laughs> snake dancing, oh, yeah. you know it, all right, yeah, I mean, Shatori, like, she just brings out the snakiness in you, <laughs> you can't help, because she's up there writhing, too, on her, yeah. her, uh, her yeah. piano bench, or whatever, um, but uh, I remember Sarah was like, kind of pouting a little bit like she was a little like kind of bummed that she didn't know the songs <coughs> but i wasn't yeah. gonna let that stop me from snake dancing yeah it's your own fault sarah <laughs> um but you know i mean uh, it was and that was great she's she's just she performs really well and yeah you know i do um i you know i am lazy and so i don't ever really want to go places now but mm-hmm. i think it would be kind of cool if you and i could go see her we just missed her i know we did i um i was thinking about that too because i know rachel and saw her um rachel goes like every every time she puts on album. Mm-hmm. i think she's pretty much well maybe not every time i shouldn't speak for her but um <laughs> i think i'm pretty sure she gets it's almost it's pretty up there she's um, a diehard yeah every time uh Ride or die um, for Tori. Yeah, so I do believe that she has some uh, uh, criticisms towards some of her later albums too. But Rachel, I think let us know. Call in. <laughs> yeah, I think she's a little bit more forgiving than I am, though. Because I mean, Rachel's younger um, than us by a lot. She's so. young and naive. Yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> no. <laughs> but she's. Um, so I just mean that because you know how when you discover something. Um, and they've it's usually like whatever's the, that album that's yeah, out and that's yeah. what you sort of yeah. um, connect to and so totally. um, but that's not to say that she doesn't connect to her late, or earlier work too though but mm-hmm. she's just the other only other person I know who is um, a big Tory fan big, too yeah, yeah so yeah. and it was just really interesting because she's she's so much younger than me we're both millennials folks so it's yeah, <laughs> she's yeah. not really that much younger <laughs> She's like, is she like 10 years? Eight. Eight? Mm-hmm. Okay. He's just, yeah, pretty sure it's eight. Sorry to out your age, Rachel, if you're listening. 
Whatever. Everyone do the math. Uh, Okay, then. Let's talk about our first song. It is called Me and a Gun. 5 a.m. Friday morning. Thursday night. Far from sleep. I'm still up and driving. Can't go home, obviously. So I'll just change direction. You, my dear, my wife, uh, definitely know how to start a playlist. Mm-mm. That's a good start. Mm-hmm. That's good. All acapella. If, if for those of you who have not listened, you've already heard, like, I don't know, 10, 15 seconds of the song. Uh, all acapella, which is very cool. Good way to start a playlist. Very emotional. Uh, I like it when artists do the do like an acapella songs most of the time. Tori can definitely pull it off because she obviously has a very good singing voice. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, good start. Why did you pick this song? So Little Earthquakes. There's just so many great songs on that album. Like. I mean, in my opinion, there's not one dud on that mm-hmm. album. But um, I I wanted it to... I, I guess I... Because I... It's a good... It's... I guess I, we should also say trigger warning um, for uh, talking about this song because it, it does mm-hmm. uh, deal with rape. So um, just, you know, content warning for anybody. But uh, <clears throat> it's I just it's a it's a hook, it's extremely emotional um, and just you know heartbreakingly beautiful, and it's uh, kind of gives you a little bit of you know um, I guess like a it's a personal song so it gives you a little bit of an insight into into her yeah um it's raw um and it also too um technically i mean it just highlights her amazing strong voice unique and very unique voice Mm -hmm. um so because i feel like she is known for her voice and her piano Mm -hmm. yeah uh, that's my only. It was this song in particular was really hard to take notes on because it's, it's just her singing. So it's it's. For me, I always focus on the music, like the you know the song structure and stuff like that, mm-hmm. uh, and the notes that are being played and all that. So since this is just her singing, it was harder for me to. Um, come up with timestamps and stuff, but I do have one, at forty seconds. And a gun and a man on my back And I sang holy, holy as he buttoned It's just a really, she's a really fucking good singer. I don't know if you knew that about her, <laughs> if you've heard her before, but she's a really good singer. That was a really creepy little timestamp that I just played, and I kind of wish I would have picked a different one, <laughs> but the whole song is... is you know, pretty uncomfortable subject matter. So, but yeah, 
This song is really fucking good. Uh, I don't know if this would be one that I would come back to and listen to on its own. In the full context of the album, I feel like it would be fitting. Does it, what order is this? Is this like the opener of the album or anything like that? Second to last song. Okay, okay. If I remember correctly. Um, That's a good spot for it. Yeah. Um, But anyway, like coming back to this song, I would need to be in a very particular mood. Yeah, I mean, that's another thing, too, is that it's a song that uh, has always stuck with me, but unless I'm listening to the album, I'm not putting it on a playlist necessarily. (laughs) This is a very specific type of playlist. But um, but, you know, I think it's, it's one that... So that when I... Like, okay, so when I made this playlist and I Mm -hmm. was, like, looking at the songs, because I was thinking, Silent All These Years is one of my favorites, like, on that album, like, you know, it's just really good, but, um, I don't know, there was just something that was drawing me to this song, and I think because I played it, and I was, so I was really, like, really listening to the, um, the music and the lyrics and the, um, for all the songs, and then it gets to this one, and it's just, you know, her voice and everything, and listening to the lyrics and and I know it I know this song but it's been you know maybe a yeah. few months since I listened to it or even longer than that since I did my whole re-listen to her discography but and I mean yeah I burst into tears as I'm driving like mm-hmm. it's um uh that's like how how emotional it is um so yeah yeah it sticks with you it there's really and she has some really great lines that are just so um as a human you could connect with I mm-hmm. think mm-hmm. Um, you know where she says like you can laugh it's kind of funny mm-hmm. the things you think times like these like I mean who hasn't had a, a, a thought like that I mean not necessarily in a um, in a traumatic situation like this but mm-hmm. so um, really sad it's a very yeah. sad song everybody but um, <laughs> it's still like it's tremendous I just Highly recommend. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a good tone set for the playlist, sort of. Uh, you know, starting off to play with with something so dramatic and somber and all that kind of stuff kind of sets up the rest of the playlist for like... Uh, even though like one of the songs in particular I would consider fun, um, <laughs> but like this is not like goofy Blink-182 music or anything like that. You know, you're getting into some some highbrow shit here. Can you play my one of my favorite parts? I don't know. I didn't do a timestamp. That's okay. It's it's the um, it's this part uh, basically, but if you want to play like right above to get to it or whatever, because it's like the way her voice like lifts. Okay. I don't think You'll be back in three days' time, so you choose well. Tell me what's right. Is it my right to be on my stomach or fretzel? So, yeah, when uh, she says, uh, the tell me what's right is it my right like mm-hmm. it's just oh yeah. like yeah in the in in the chest every time yeah 
you can hear like the emotion and the pain in her voice, but it's not like over like melodramatic or anything like that. It just feels very raw and very real. Yeah, I'm starting to get emotional now, so we can move okay. on to the next. Let's song. move on to the next <laughs> song, everybody. I think this one gets the vote for my favorite. Oh, okay. Off of From the Choir Girl Hotel in 1998, Pandora's Aquarium. convince the rest of the band to do this maybe this is something I need to do on my own but I would absolutely love to do like a really fucking heavy doom cover of this mm, yeah, song yeah. like those the first two piano notes just the, those like first few notes just the big ass chords mm-hmm. oh, it would be that, so fucking rad she uses um, I like looked up how to pronounce it I always knew what the name of the piano but I never really knew how to pronounce it so I looked it up and I phonetically spelled it out it's a, a Busendorfer oh. um, it's a beautiful it, be- it, they look so beautiful I, and they're like gajillions of dollars yeah, but yeah. Um, but yeah they I think they have oh I can't remember they have like a an like extra number of keys to them like, oh interesting so um, that which was where you I think well I don't again shit about shit folks <laughs> but um, I think and I'm not 100% sure but I'm sure there are musicians out there who would know um, that that's like where those like really deep deep notes come from mm-hmm. or like those extra keys I could be wrong it makes more sense but to go um, higher. yeah so because uh, I remember I was like looking at some videos on YouTube and I, I want to say they were like even black like all black mm-hmm. um, and yeah, there's just something so so fucking metal about that. It so really is. It really <laughs> if is. that is the case, I don't know. But um, anyway, beautiful, beautiful uh, instrument. Um, a Boosendorfer. Boosendorfer. Boos- it made me think of fucking uh, Doofenshmirtz. I know it. Do- it makes me think of that too. Every time I say it, I'm thinking. I'm, I'm seeing his face. <laughs> Barry the platypus. <laughs> Um, speaking of cartoons, uh, my first little timestamp is, is dumb. Every time she said nautical nuns, it made me think of nautical nonsense from the Spongebob theme song. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, interesting. (laughs) Anyway. Maybe it was a reference. I don't know. Uh, 98, no. Oh, no. Didn't start till 99. So maybe Spongebob references. That's true, yeah. Pandora's Aquarium. It is an aquarium. Pandora's Aquarium, where Spongebob is under the sea. uh, Yeah. Nautical nonsense. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah, I I like this song a lot because it's, like, heavy at the beginning, but there's, like, a lot of push and pull for, like, different... Um, tempos and different styles and stuff and so I have quite a few timestamps on this one the next one is at one minute I really like her vocal delivery on this part Pandora she 
I really like the way she like lingers on words. And there's another song where she does a, there's something very similar, where she kind of like just stretches out this word to where it doesn't sound like the word anymore. Like mm-hmm. I didn't know she was saying Pandora's Aquarium until I was like <laughs> watching the the lyrics go by on Apple Music or whatever. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what she was saying, but I think that's really cool to like really. T- uh, you know, your voice is obviously an instrument, but like mm-hmm. really fucking noodling with it. She, yeah, she does noodle it. <laughs> but not like, not like in an annoying, like, no, no, yeah. it's, it's a controlled. Yeah. It's very controlled and purposeful. That's yeah, right. purposeful is a good word for it. Um, but yeah, I really, I really like that. I like the other song. I can't remember which one, but I have a note for it uh, where she does something similar. Mm hmm. I wonder if it's the same thing, same part I'm thinking too. Ooh, could be. <laughs> um, so let's go to 128 next. Just the switch there, that's kind of what I was talking about, the push and pull mm-hmm. of like, it's this very kind of like very classical sounding, sparse, almost random piano part. And then all of a sudden you're in this like 4-4 four, four beat, almost pop song or something like that. And it, I just realized it reminded me of, remember when we were driving to Fort Bragg and uh, we kept listening to the same like three <laughs> songs from Illudium over yeah, and over and you were like not really feeling it. <laughs> yes. Because we couldn't change it. Because right? we couldn't the, change it because no, yeah. um, wife or um, service. Um, but anyway, when the, when the drums pick up there and it starts into the more straightforward part of the song, it kind of reminded me of Illudium a little bit. Hmm. So... Which, which plays into my theory of, of making this song really heavy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think, too, with um, what I think is interesting, I, again, I don't really know um, the, like, proper musical terms or whatever, but what I, is inter- interesting to me is that when um, it kicks in, you know, that sort of mm-hmm. more semi-upbeat or whatever, her her voice stays the same. Yeah. It's yeah. still that same sort of somber, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, tone in a way, but, but it's still, it still, there's still texture in the song. Mm-hmm. Um, even though she, her voice stays the same. Yeah. And then right after that, I wrote, I'm not Persephone, but I don't remember. I mean, she says that, but I don't remember why I wrote this down. So. Oh, that's why. Uh, I, I, I really like the delivery, but, uh, and I could be completely wrong, but um, th- that musical that you really like, that you want to see... Uh, mm-hmm. Hades Town. Hades Town. Mm-hmm. Reminded me of that. Like mm-hmm. the, when I was sitting down to like take notes on this, I was like, uh, the way that line is presented sounded like something that would be out of Hades Town mm-hmm. for some reason. Which makes sense because uh, the woman that wrote Hades Town, I mean, would she was a musician during like, you know, the mm-hmm. '90s and stuff too. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> she may even be a Tori Amos fan. fan. I would Probably. be surprised. 
I wouldn't be surprised either. Um, but anyway, that's why I wrote that one down. And then just a little bit after that, at two minutes, there's another cool change in the song. Exactly what changes about it. I know things about music, but I don't know that much <laughs> about music. There's just something about it that makes it go from like this very straightforward part to this very whimsical sounding part. Mm-hmm. Like the way she just said, Alive below the waves. Something about that <laughs> mm-hmm. is just so like mm-hmm. whimsical. <laughs> That's interesting because to me, it, it, I, <laughs> I think of it as sexy. Yeah, yeah, I think of it absolutely. as like stale, but I can st- I can taste you still alive below the waist. Yeah. Ooh, Ooh, like, <laughs> girl, what are you trying to tell me? <laughs> uh, although this song is actually a very sad song, but um, but I mean, I also feel like it's like one of those um, songs where coming to terms with your grief, maybe, and. Um, and then, you know, finding that you're still alive below the waist mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is, you know, a hope of getting out of the aquarium, um, <laughs> uh, if you will. But, um, you know, like things come in waves, like the, the ripple back, you know, uh, what is it where she says? Ripples come and ripples, ripples go. Ripples come and ripples go. And yeah. ripple back to me. And like just that, it's so just beautiful like that like you i can see it i can feel it i can hear it Mm -hmm. like an actual like actual ripples on um you know i think of like a lock or whatever in scotland or something (laughs) but yeah there's something it's like sad and kind of (laughs) hot about this song yeah yeah um and fantastical um, or mm-hmm. whimsical, yeah. And her lyrics and the music. And you know, or listening to the songs or whatever, I remember hearing that. Oh, really? <laughs> from because you you uh, listen to music very loud. I'm going deaf, folks. Yes. So. Um, so you're in the in the bedroom getting ready for your day or whatever, and I'm over in the office um, doing my quote unquote work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I remember hearing that part and and liking it. So I'm glad this song got included in my playlist so I could hear that again. Um, and it's all its glory or whatever, but just that that slow rise when you think it's done, and then it keeps going higher, uh, and then kind of like petering <laughs> off at the end into like her saying Pandora at the very end is very mm-hmm. very cool. Like how she whispers, yeah, ra, like 
yeah. Like, yeah. again, very controlled. Um, and just the strength of the, the voice is mm-hmm. uh, um, very impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, next song. Are you ready to move on to the next song? I am ready. Let's okay. do it. Are okay. you all ready? <laughs> uh, off of Boys for Pele, 1996, Blood Roses. She, we exchanged some music back and forth. Just kind of happened around the camera shop. CDRs were were a trading hands. Um, so I do somewhere have a copy, a burned copy of this. Sorry, Tori, for stealing your music. Blame my old boss. Uh, but I have a copy of this album somewhere. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know if I ever listened to it. I might have tried to listen to it once. I I feel this way with Tori Amos and Fiona Apple. And I know it's shitty of me to put them in the same box. Um, Indeed it is. But I remember having this, and she also gave me the Fiona Apple album that's all red. Oh, uh, When the Pawn. When the Pawn, that yes. really long. Yes. <laughs> and I really wanted to like in the or When the Pawn because the drummer of Thursday talked about how much he liked that album. And I put it on, and I was like, yeah. I don't get it. It's like... I can only like something if another guy likes it. <laughs> exactly. Jesus Christ. I know. I just, uh, at that point in my life, I don't think I was ready or mature enough or smart enough or something for music like this um, or music like Fiona Apple. Mm-hmm. Um, I have come to greatly appreciate Fiona Apple. I absolutely love the Idler Wheel album. We've listened to that a lot. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, maybe I should go find my CDR or just maybe stream it um, since we pay for Apple Music <laughs> um, of this album and, and give it another try. Um, since you know things about pianos, do you know what kind of piano that is called that she's playing on this? Fuck yeah, I do. Hit us with it. It's a harpsichord. Harpsichord, that's the word. <laughs> I've been trying to think about it for like the past week. I didn't Google it, though. Thank you, Tori Amos, for introducing me to the amazingness that is a harpsichord. A, it, um, that's how I, I learned what instrument. it was, because um, listening to this album back in uh, 96 and looking through the um, booklet of my CD, mm-hmm. and then you see the instruments that are being played, and um, yeah, that's, uh, that's how I learned about what a harpsichord sounded like, so... Um, also, too, I don't know that I said this, but Boys for Pele is my number one oh, Tory album. Okay. Like, I will, like, bury me with that one, yeah. you know, kind okay. of album okay. hmm. of this artist. So, yeah. Interesting. Good to know. Good to know. I do have a couple of time sets, but I mostly have thoughts on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, this is a bard song. What does that mean? A, like a bard, like a on that sh- the Witcher show, that annoying guy. <laughs> not that I think Tori is annoying, but I, also too, he is not annoying. 
He's uh, he's a yeah. he is a, an amazing character. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have your opinion and I have mine. But the the whole thing just it, I can see the tavern that she's playing this in. Mm-hmm. Like on her harpsichord uh, in this rundown D&D type tavern <laughs> <laughs> that that's surrounding her. Yeah. It it's definitely got those sort of medieval like yeah. gothic vibes to totally, it for totally. sure. Yeah. Also, is it is it weird that kind of all these songs in general give me Nick Cave energy? Mm, no, I mean I I could see I could see that because I mean there's a darkness to it and there's yeah. like and there's yeah there's a darkness to Nick Cave's music because I, I am drawn to Nick Cave in similar ways the reasons why I'm drawn yeah. to Torima so yeah I can see like, that like I could just totally see them like playing each other's songs or like doing a song together yeah. And it being like the darkest thing you've ever heard, or something. <laughs> <laughs> but like strikingly beautiful. Oh yeah, at yeah, the same yeah. time. Absolutely. So, yeah. This one in particular, though, was the first time that, like, when I was taking notes, I was like, "Wait a second. And it clicked with me that, like, this just kind of makes me think of Nick Cave. Like, the first song, I could totally hear like being on Murder Balance or something. Um, the first song on the playlist. Oh, uh huh. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know if I could hear it on Murder Balance, but... Uh, well, I don't know, but, you know, it, it ends differently in in this case, and, you know, she... Murders, I mean, because Murder Balance is, uh, I think of Murder Balance as, like, one of those, like, um, short story horror books or whatever, you know, like the... Oh, my God, I can't remember the author's name who did the lottery. Oh, my God, it's, it starts with an S. Shirley? Oh, gosh. Pause while I uh, yeah, try and find this. You're asking the wrong guy. Name. Um, Shirley Jackson. Shirley Jackson. Whoops. And it's it's like one of those uh, stories or whatever that you know of. Well, for me anyway, I know of, but I've never read. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, wrote the lottery. So uh, anyway, Shirley wait. Shirley Jackson wrote the lottery. Uh huh. Um, and it's uh, yeah, like those. That's like what murder ballads always like, kind of remind me of is like uh, short stories like that or something. Yeah. Whereas, like, Me and a Gun is, like, very personal and biographical. Yeah, I just, what I meant, what I mean by that is just, like, the vibe of the song feels like that opening song of Murder Ballads, where it's, uh, I don't think it's totally acapella, but it's it's almost acapella, and it has a similar vibe. Okay. Anyway, that's enough Nick Cave talk. That's enough Bard talk. <laughs> Uh, this is the other one where she lingers on a word. Oh, this isn't the same one. Then. Oh, oh okay. this is 144. She spends a lot of time on the word graces. Um, it's not as... as um, it's more obvious than the last one. Mm-hmm. Like you can tell she's saying graces. Like in the last one, it was hard to tell she was saying uh, Pandora's aquarium or whatever. But yeah, it's that same kind of thing though, where she's like lingering on a word, adding all these extra syllables and <laughs> things like that. And I don't know, it, it's really cool. I I really like the technique. Mm-hmm. And then my next timestamp is like right after that. Because um, some sort of guitar or bass or something comes in and it sounds really fucking cool. 
hard to tell i don't know either i don't know if it's like part of the harpsichord even like oh maybe maybe um (laughs) because i mean the song um is you know majority just harpsichord yeah yeah which you know for me anyway learning about the harpsichord is one thing but then hearing it played in this way it just it just seems so like again metal like it just was just so like yeah like she just went in hard on that arms <laughs> accord yeah, and yeah. um and yeah whatever if you know that instrument there in in there or whatever is it's even i mean it although i do enjoy it it's like the harpsichord itself was just like real, real hard and just mm-hmm. yeah. in your face <laughs> but yeah. then i love because like i don't know if this is in the timestamp, but the next part right after that mm-hmm. it's like doo, 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 like you know what i mean yeah, like yeah, back yeah. it's like almost like it just like whoa <laughs> like that's, it's, you're you're pulled like it's like so gritty and stuff and then all of a sudden it's like delightful yeah, and, yeah. you know try to show me once how to tango definitely takes a takes a left turn or something mm-hmm. yeah it's like uh, it's all of a sudden very buttoned up <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the uh uh you know the priest putting the collar back in or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. i don't know <laughs> <laughs> so well, what did you think of this song i guess too like um, i really like this one too uh because it does get kind of like heavy again there but i like that it's majority harpsichord because it it does make me think of those like D and D taverns that I would picture in my head when I played D and D. It just has a very medieval feel to it, and I guess that's because of the harpsichord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I like it a lot. Were there any lines that stuck out to you? Um, let me look at the lyrics really quick. Not off the top of my head, but. Um... Because I just feel like in this song, I mean, I won't look pretty all the songs, but there are just lyrics that really like, damn, you know. Oh, the uh, and in the video I watched today too, people seem to really like this line. I shaved every place where you've been, boy. Hmm. I was watching a video from like the '90s, and the crowd was sort of like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the uh, oh, that's right. There's. The way her, she does her, I'm just going to play it really quick. You think I'm a queer, I think you're a queer, Should I think you're a queer, I think you're a queer. It goes from like her just kind of like doing her normal singing into like the, almost this character or this completely different presentation of her voice. And it's really cool. Like I like that. I like that line. It makes it stand out a lot. Mm-hmm. Um but it's definitely like unexpected when I hear the song. It still like pops out to me. Like I can be, not be paying attention to the song 
you know, just sitting there playing it while I'm doing my work or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And then all of a sudden that that line happens and it's like, oh shit. (laughs) Um, And there's another one toward the end too. Come on, 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 when it sucks you deep, yes, sometimes. The way her voice cracks. I always, always, always love a voice crack in a song. Mm-hmm. Uh, if your voice cracks, I'm probably going to like your song. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I really like it. It's completely not anything that I would expect to hear. When I would think about Tori Amos, it was always like really beautiful singing voice, really great piano. But like to have her voice be presented in a quote-unquote ugly way or whatever is, mm-hmm. is very, very cool. Um I think of it as like a dirty, dirty yeah, dirty. Way. Yeah, Ooh. <laughs> so you're so hot for Tori Amos. Yeah, I mean, it's I blame her and her singing mm-hmm. and her music. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there's just some like when chickens get a taste of your meat, girl. Chickens <laughs> get a taste of your meat. Yes, like you gave him your blood and your warm little diamond. He likes killing you after you're dead. Like. Ooh. Well, I mean, I think of it as it's sexual, you know, mm-hmm. he likes, you know, even after, I mean, again, I know shit about shit, but this is how I interpreted it. Um, you know, once he's gotten you off, he'll get you off again. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, though, is like she has that line. Um, and then directly after that is that you think I'm a queer. I, I think you're a queer. You said, I think you're a queer. I think you're a queer. So it's almost in my mind is that. Um, I'm just going to say she, it could just be, I don't know that it is mm-hmm. Tori, but it like the, whoever this character is, is, um, you know, it's one of those things where um, this person is bad for you, but mm-hmm. the sex is good. <laughs> so, and then even though they're like berating you, you know, or disparaging you, like calling her queer, because um, this was like in the 90s, mm-hmm. I don't um, I think it was more of like a sort of a derogatory term yeah, um, yeah. that, uh, but that you, you know, and the, by the end it's when he sucks you deep, uh, sometimes you're nothing but meat, but so like it, you're still doing it. You're still like in the throes of this, but you know that this, this person is not good for you. Yeah. That's like how I interpreted it, but it's just like, just so like sensual and naughty (laughs) and then yeah and then I but then because like so you know in that verse it's like you you gave me you gave him your blood and your warm little diamond which I interpret as you know the pussy um (laughs) he likes killing you after you're dead and then then there's the whole (laughs) said you're queer and then right after that is, and I shaved every place you've been, boy. I said I've shaved every place that you've been, like, because of the shame. Mm-hmm. Um, and just get it off. But um, but then, uh, yeah, so that's a... Uh, but you're still going back. And then uh, there's the line in, um, you've cut out the flute from the throat of the loon. Ooh. Like, damn. And then it's... At least when you cry now, he can't even hear you. I mean, that's some dark ass shit. It is. So, um, because, you know, you are 
sort of subjecting yourself to this person who does not respect you Mm -hmm. um and you know you shouldn't and so but you're hiding it and then yeah like and i think of like too like with the whole thing with like chickens get a taste of your meat because i think of like the the pecking order or whatever like Mm -hmm. you know pecking Mm -hmm. and but yeah and then when he sucks you deep sometimes you're nothing but meat like (laughs) but i mean and then all the while harpsichord yeah yeah (laughs) some fanciful little harpsichord. So, um, and it's, yeah. And just all this, like, the blood imagery. Mm-hmm. Um, I was reading, like, somebody had, like, compared it to the uh, Dali painting of blood roses. Blood, mm-hmm. I think, I, can't, I don't know if it's called blood roses or blood and roses or something like that. <sighs> I mean, I, I think... Uh, personally, um, when you listen to a Tory song, it is very important. And obviously, yes, listen to the music, listen to the sound of her voice, but really listen to those lyrics. Cause I tell you what, there are just some knock you out of your chair kind of lines. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I didn't, this one, and I guess some of the other ones, I didn't pay that close attention to the lyrics, but that like, that line about the loon or whatever. Mm-hmm. You cut out the flute. From the throat of the loon. That shit's hard, man. And that's like, I mean, and I can, I can hear a loon in my head right mm-hmm. now. And then to, to think that to cut that out is gory. I mean, that's <laughs> just so, like, whoo. Yeah. So murder ballads. Mur- I could see there's this. There's murder ballads. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get on down to the honky tonk now. <laughs> With the... Uh, 2007 uh, off of American Doll Posse is Big Wheel. Get the TV ready here because we're gonna watch a. Oh, we're watching the video of this one. We're not watching a video. The oh. video we're watching a thing. Okay, because I actually was gonna recommend watching something for for this song. Oh, okay, okay. But I mean, we can see. What you're we don't have to watch the whole thing of mine. I mainly just want to watch the introduction because it's weird. Um, <laughs> Is this the Quentin Tarantino? Yes. One? Okay, that's the one. Actually, I was gonna oh, okay, say. Okay. 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 Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking weird, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, he's a fan. I guess. This song is cool. It is catchy as fuck. I think it's the most catchy of the songs. Mm-hmm. I had to put for a... For sure. I had to put a light one in. Yeah, can't, yeah. You know? Uh, 29 seconds sounds like something straight off of that Miranda Lambert playlist uh, I was listening to a few you know, weeks ago. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I thought of her. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So what's for you, Nate? <laughs> Honky tonk, mm-hmm. just uh, square dancing, line dancing on, on through the barn. Although you know, you know what I visualize what? though. I mean, I do agree. Like I do think very saloon. In Some, my, 
I actually don't think of like honky tonk. I actually think of saloon times like in Old West or sure, Old West, sure, remember? Sure. But also, I also think. Are you going to get sexy again? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, this I'm, a, I'm let me not tell you, going, this is a brothel. <laughs> I'm not going to kink shame anybody, but I think of Shrek. <laughs> the scenes were in the the bar scenes in Shrek. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know where it's like it. Uh, I think it was Nick Cave, and then it was like Tom Waits. It was Tom Waits, yeah. And then I think this song could fit in you know Shrek Five. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> uh, which character? Which uh, fairy tale villain character is going to be singing this song in the bar? Oh goodness! I that I would need some time to think on that one. Um, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, a part of me wants to say like Ursula, but like Ursula has a very distinct voice, yeah, so um, yeah. I don't know. I'd have to think about that one. I'll I'll leave it to the uh, okay to the audience. You you put it put it in the comments in the in. comments below. Yeah. <laughs> Send it to our P.O. box. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, 146 is my next one. The uh, the sound of the bass on this song is very, very distinct. Wash it away. Wash it away. Wash it away now. The bass is very, it's very like loose and kind of messy sounding, but not like in a... I was, I was describing this on another episode recently of like a messy sounding bass where it's not like you're playing poorly or anything like that, but it's just, you can like hear the strings like flapping around mm-hmm. on uh, up against the neck or whatever. It just has a very loose, loosey-goosey feel to it. And I really like it. I like that style of bass, especially if you put a little, little dirt, little distortion on that. Yeah, and I think it goes very well with the song because the song is very loosey goosey. Yeah, so. yeah, totally. But yeah, I like it, and then I like this next part, uh, this bridge part. I said, this part rules. I just thought of it. I was trying to think earlier what that reminds me of. Fiery Furnaces. Oh, interesting. Like, I could totally hear that be a fire, Fiery Furnace song. Oh, fiery weird. Furnaces songs. Just that one part with the, the like, bouncy, M-I-L-F, don't you forget. Really? For some I reason. I guess I wouldn't, I would not, I, I wouldn't think that, but I, it's been a while since I've listened to Fiery yeah, Furnaces, so. Yeah. I'd have to do that. Something, something about it. <laughs> anyway, that's that's my last timestamp, and we've got a video to watch. Okay, so what this was actually the song. Remember when you were saying about the way that she sings certain words? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So what line is that? Um, it was that word specifically, but oh, you so could do that. Verse one. Okay. Oh, this one doesn't have the lyric. I know. Thingy on it. You think I am your position? Because you wouldn't, it's just saying possession. Yeah, but, it's a very odd pronunciation. She, she has it like, yeah, like she's like, 
like clenching her teeth. Yeah, like yeah, I yeah. just there's just things like um, she does uh, with her voice and the lyrics that just make it its own instrument. Obviously, mm-hmm. like it just um, I mean the voice is an instrument, but like just like get, it just gives you that extra like depth to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just really think I am your position. Like I just <laughs> like oh. How dare you? Dare you? Piece of shit. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, like there, there's that. Um, well, I don't know. We can continue talking about it, but do you want to watch that first? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Big wheel. Okay. I love women, and I love music. Whether it's and I R&B, love women's feet. Punk or ballads of Mongolian shepherd tribes. You put a lady on the mic, and I am there. And I like my ladies with some attitude. That's why I <laughs> Such love a dork. When she was 11, she got kicked out of music school for playing rock and roll. She's a chanteuse who got the balls to cover Eminem. And she's here tonight to play Big Wheat off her new album, American Doll Posse. So put your hands together for the one, the only, Tori Amos! And I also really like this because you get an idea of how she performs. Yeah, yeah. She's very good at like uh, keeping her attention on the camera mm-hmm. in this. She's a true performer. She's a true performer. She's been doing this since the 80s. Yeah, so. yeah. I really like that drum part on that chorus. Mm-hmm. Very snare heavy. Mm-hmm. I like she just crosses her legs. Yeah. And then boom! <laughs> can't say I'm a, I'm a LF on national TV. What? Yep. So that's, I think it's just saying X. Weird. Mm-hmm. Stupid is what it is. That's really fucking stupid. But 2007, I guess. I guess. Very weird. 
play the other piano. She's got them all set up. Uh, I think she plays two songs or something, but you just don't see it. It is, it is a sight to see, though, her playing the Busendor for a while, playing a keyboard at the same fucking time. Yeah, like, yeah. Ugh. That's always um, very cool. So, um, I think it was in that one, you can really see clearly like the instruments being played and stuff. In the... Okay, let's watch a little bit of that, because I do want to see whatever like pedal steel is happening or, mm-hmm. or the so it's a lot clearer tomorrow. I think. for ticket details you can check that out also she can say M-I-L-F on this one because it's the thank you God and she'll be performing the single tonight oh that cover though thank you Michelle oh yeah look at Daniel Radcliffe and Zac Efron are on this Uh, be sure to join us next week. Uh, I don't want to give too much away, but uh, you'll be interested to see who's ready for news. Until next week, I'm Ryan McManus. Say howdy, Mom, for me. That'd be a creep, Ryan. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different drummer. Uh, never mind. I lied. She does have an extra uh, guitar player on this one, though. like wiggles around while she plays mm-hmm. that's what I'm talking about she's like writhing on there yeah. you can't help but like snake it up <laughs> this one feels like the last one didn't have the same like honky tonk to it mm-hmm. but this one does I think because they have that extra guitar yeah Steel hooked up to like some crazy distortion. some of these outstanding lyrics okay um that she sings like so um as i had said prior that i the later albums i'm not really Mm -hmm. into but i i fuck with american doll posse but uh not the cover folks again this is another like one of those like concept album things like sometimes you know concept albums can kind of go a little gimmicky or like kind of kind of cringe I feel like this is a little cringe. Sort of. Like, I... So, like, the... um, She's using um, different characters in their um, uh, mythological women. Hmm. And... uh, But they... She's, like, changed their names. Um, 
but uh, and so and they each have their own like style and identity and so that's um, I think there's like five of them Mm -hmm. and so what she would do is depending on the vibe I guess or the feel of the show she would come out um, in that character and play under and I I'm cool with that that I'm cool with Mm -hmm. the cover of the album I'm not the that that I can't I cannot abide <laughs> um and I don't know I don't I don't know who uh designed it or whatever mm-hmm. um yeah sorry it's uh, it's gonna be a no for me dog yeah um but uh, <laughs> um I I I did watch a um like a behind the scenes or something of that uh, photo shoot session and you know she looks like she's having fun she looks fucking beautiful I mean in every you know iteration of characters or whatever and it is so 2000 so 2006 2007 Mm -hmm. style like to a T and I I'm here for it I'm into it but I, I it's just I don't really the cover, like, it was like, in, I don't even think all of the characters are even on the cover. And then it was like, well, I want this one to be on there, so let's squeeze them in. And then <laughs> and then it doesn't really... It's, it's a really bad Photoshop job. Yeah, like it's... And like the title of the album and her name, like... I uh, just, I can't... It, yeah. Um... But, you know, I mean, you know what this reminds me of is, like, the 2006, 2007 blog posting. Like, that was this era. Sure, sure. So it's definitely got that feel to a a degree. And I feel like in that time, because of of blogs, it was a very, like, sort of, um, you know, me time. Like, me, Mm -hmm. me, me. Like, all about me. Um, Like, because you have, like, essentially, like, nobody's writing blogs that ended up being quite popular in a way like it was like before the you know youtube is was youtube the way it yeah. is now so these were like influencers or whatever so that's like kind of what that reminds me of and it's just uh, i don't know <laughs> can't but which is too bad because it did i didn't listen to this as um until like later mm-hmm. um but uh this song though um you know when i was trying to just decide on what you know what songs i wanted to put on the uh, playlist i just didn't want it to all be the her first five albums essentially sure. which it was basically mm-hmm. um and so then i um i was like no i know that there are songs that i like in and american doll posse and because you told me i couldn't use night of hunters yeah because yeah. that battle of battle of trees would have 100 percent been on that playlist <laughs> But I'm actually kind of glad that you gave me that restriction because then it did make me go and listen to this album uh-huh. and then and re- remember like oh yeah, I fucks with this song because because of just the like the saloon playing <laughs> like there's like a bar fight happening in the background, <laughs> um, but then also like you know like this as a especially listening to it now at 41. There's this just element of like I don't give a shit, mm-hmm. you know. Like I don't need I don't need you. Like where she says like um, you know I know honey you're a pro but baby I don't need your cash. Mama got it all in hand now. <laughs> like 
you know, there's the, um, cause like, and before that it's like, uh, I've been on my knees, but you've, you're so hard to please. Did you take me, take me in? So you are a superstar. Get off the cross. We need the wood. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Um, and then somehow you will rise, but without a tool. I know, honey, you're a pro, but baby, I don't need your cash. Mama got it all in here. Like, I just mwah, love it. And then, uh, obviously, the whole, like, give me eight, give me seven, give me, you know, yeah. all the way to three. And then the I, 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 M, A, M, I, L, F. And, like, I just fucking love that like this is she's spelling out milf and like again like you know i don't need you like i'm in my 40s and i am the shit okay like you know i think because especially like when we in those other songs that i've put on the playlist that it is i think a lot of it especially like blood roses like i was saying like how it's uh you know uh a woman like subjecting herself in this um relationship or whatever it is affair i don't know whatever you want to think of it as Mm -hmm. and and it's no good to her yet she's still doing it whereas now it like it has come to this where it's like no no i'm good get the fuck away Mm -hmm. like i i got it like i'm good um so uh and if and if i want you sure but if i don't I'm good. Like, it's like, you know, I don't need you. And you don't need to throw your shade on me. Um, I'm going to turn that whiskey love into rain. So, like, I... Anyway, it's good. It's just a really good, fun um, bop. It's a bop. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's... And I, I'm sure you notice like, it's a very, you know, sharp turn <laughs> from, yeah, like, the yeah. previous songs. But then I bring it back. You bring it... <laughs> You bring it back, uh, and you also cheat by giving me two songs in one. I I mean, that's Tori, not me. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, back to Amanda's favorite album, Boys from Pele. The next two songs are called Beauty Queen slash Horses. So yeah, what do you have to say for yourself? Who? Me? You. What about? What give, me, about? give me this double. It's hardly double, double, okay? It's more like a prologue, okay? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then it goes into the, you know, main chapters of the book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Again, that's what it is. <laughs> and this is my favorite song on Boys for Pele. Oh, okay. So I had to put this on there. Yeah, yeah. I'll let it slide. I'll even let you come back on the pot sometime. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> um, I get, like, big Joanna Newsome vibes from it. Like, I could hear Joanna Newsome getting some influence off of this. I have one time stamp in particular where that really sticks out. Okay. I mean, it's, it's no uh, surprise that I'm a huge Joanna Newsom fan, yeah, too. So. Yeah. Let's see. I don't have anything in the Beauty Queen part of the song. Do you have anything you want to talk about in the Beauty Queen part of the song? I mean, 
So, as a youth. As a youth. Who uh, was, you know, pretty uh, shy and, I, I don't know if I would say antisocial, but just like shy. Like I, you know, wasn't, wasn't going to parties and, yeah. and boozing and, you know, experimenting with drugs. <laughs> you weren't um, boozing I was, or using. Oh, yeah. nope. I was not. I you was, didn't steal the TV. I was no cherry blank. Um, <laughs> so uh, I didn't. I I mean, based on like my research now, like I was this this many years old today or whatever, <laughs> learning about what this song was about. I have a completely different interpretation. And spoiler alert, I like mine better. But um, but from the thing from so from the Beauty Queen. Part, uh, I was reading that uh, Tori herself was saying that it was that was about like the um, sort of like the, the popular girls, the, the cheerleaders. Um, I actually even wrote like think Chrissy from Stranger Things <laughs> um, <laughs> where there's more to them than you think mm-hmm. that there's um, uh, a darkness there that you're not seeing. And so um, in that sort of very breathy um, bit. Mm-hmm. is uh, talking about how this beauty queen is going to pick up some smack over in like a seedy area and that uh, yeah so I like I didn't catch that and that this was sort of the thing like the other things that I had read was like horses because horse is heroin and, uh. and so um, again I I like my interpretation better, which is much more fairy tale storybook. Like, mm-hmm. um, that's how I always interpreted the song. That's what it meant for me. It was like an escape. Yeah. That's like, and which I mean, arguably, some people <laughs> would say sure, that about sure. drugs, but um, I looked at it more as like an, a story that I'm escaping in the story. Yeah, this fictional tale. Yeah. So the the first part is very breathy, very. Um, what I love is in the very beginning, that's why I was telling you, make sure you listen to this with headphones, is that you can hear almost like like pushing record or something. Like something mm. is like turning. Mm-hmm. Did you get catch that? And the fear, I don't I mean, think I did. Because it's so quiet. It's and then very, all very of a sudden quiet. there's yeah. like you hear clicking like and then like spinning almost like a, again, like oh, I thought of it as like yeah. um, the record tape or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then... She comes in, um, and I—I I think it's a cappella as well, right? Is no, there is a there is a little bit of piano, and then um, it's very sparse. But uh, I could just hear the the way she says the first line, mm-hmm. and then uh, yeah, and then uh, and then it's like quiet, and then it goes into the main song, horses, yeah. horses. Which also, I'm a huge unicorn fan, so. <laughs> Then I so, so horses you wish are it was beauty queen unicorns. No, I mean horses are in the unicorn family. Yes, in my opinion. Okay. <laughs> Some might argue goat, but I've always uh, interpreted them as in the horse family. Hmm. Well, my first timestamp is at two twenty-five, so we're into the horse part of the song, uh, and the piano is very pretty.
find me a sailor, a tailor, and maybe. So I really like the instrumental part there. The piano is fucking. It's really pretty, and then those low notes just kind of mm-hmm. like drop in on you all of a sudden. It's very, very cool. It's very powerful. It's, it's uh, like it's it's ominous too. Yes, like yes. There's, again, in my interpretation of the song, it's like an es- trying to escape together, and but there it's like doomed from the start almost mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. kind of a feel. Uh, and then something about the delivery of those first couple lines when she holds out maybe, um, I just really, really like. Um, it has kind of a different feel than the rest of it. I know she does it earlier too, but for some reason these ones just kind of like really stood out to me, mm-hmm. those first couple lines, and I, I really enjoyed that. Superfly, sniffing a shabby pen, honey, it's peel and bend. Of a superfly, counting your bees of me, honey, like one, two, three. The camera is rolling, it's easy, like one, two, three. Just kind of the way her voice, like, goes up into that um, higher register or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just m- makes me think of Joanna Newsom and the way she says honey. Uh, also the way she said camera just now reminded me of uh, 30 Rock when the one character was like, I have to say camera. <laughs> <laughs> think of that. <laughs> I, just until this, this time, I, I don't know. But anyway, it, I can hear how this may have influenced Joanna Newsom and I would not be surprised if Joanna Newsom is a big fan of Tori yeah I don't I don't know call her I mean call her right now I do know that she has used the harpsichord as well I yes. don't know that I mean she uses a harp but I don't know any what other type of piano she's used the piano before too mm-hmm. but I don't think that she's <laughs> a Busendorfer yeah I feel like I've heard some harpsichord on her records yeah no I do know 100% yeah. she has used harpsichord but, uh, yeah. Uh, I also really uh, like that part, too. Um, I don't... One thing I didn't mention is that in several um, of Tori's songs, and I don't know if it's, like, every album, because, again, I have not listened to uh, later albums as much, but um, she uh, references Neil Gaiman. Oh. And so then she says, but will you find me if Neil makes me a tree? Hmm. And so, yeah. That's... Are they friends? Are mm-hmm. they buddies? They are buds. Oh. Uh, he is uh, her daughter's uh, godfather. Wow, mm-hmm. real buds. Yeah, so. Yeah, because she like referenced him in Little Earthquakes before. I don't think they had known each other then. And then mm-hmm. he caught wind of that or whatever. And they have met, hmm. met and stuff. I mean, this was like in 92. Interesting. So, and they've been buds ever since then, so. Yeah, he even, the, his book, Blueberry Girl, I think is what it's called, is about her daughter. Oh, that's cool. Inspired by Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there's, um, I also really like the um, word, uh, I can't help but think of that <laughs> George Lucas quotes, like poetry. Poetry. <laughs> Symmetry, right? It's like yeah. poetry. 
But the, um, you know, where she says, like, sailor, tailor, Mm -hmm. milkwood, and silkwood. Oh, like, I want to drink it. It's (laughs) like, and uh, the, uh, you know, chase down your posies, your pansies. There's just, like, that kind of fun, like, um, Mm -hmm. wordplay or whatever. Um, The off with superfly sniffing a Sharpie pen. Which, of course, now I'm like, oh, drugs, got it. (laughs) Like, this is like a very weird, like, uh, honey, it's Bill and Ben off off with Superfly counting your bees, homie, honey, like one, two, three. Anyway, but but for me, like, I always thought of this as like, I got, when she says, I got me some horses to ride on to ride. I just love that first line. Yeah. I just love the, like, everyday kind of speak about it. Like, Mm Oh, I got me some horses. Like, <laughs> but it's but the way that she sings it is much more epic. Yeah, it's just like you can insert the first line here. No, I want you to <laughs> sing it. No, I'm not singing it. <laughs> Although, I mean, I'm sure you've heard me sing it plenty of times, but I'll sing along. <laughs> but, um, and then the you know they say that your demons can't go there, and so it's like you know I got and again my interpretation was always that you know you have these two. Um, you have this. You have the, you know, main character or whatever wanting to take this person away, um, as long as their army keeps perfectly still. So I always thought of it as like, I don't know, like a maiden or like a, a commoner is trying to steal away, um, like a prince, mm-hmm. and uh, because you know they're they can't be together or whatever, and then they're going on this um, sort of epic journey where they, um, you know, have to, like, sneak past the army. Um, and, uh, you know, the whole part, too, about, like, Superfly sniffing a Sharpie pen. Again, I was, like, always in my mind, I was always just thinking it was just, like, part of this, like, almost like Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, yeah, Which, yeah. again, I guess people say is about drugs, too. Or, well, I guess they can... Well, because, like, the caterpillar and everything. Yeah, yeah. But, um, you And, uh... You know, talk, even talking about Neil making her into a tree. And so, yeah, that's like how I've always interpreted it. And that I just love, but, you know, again, like I said with the music, how there's like that ominous bit to where it's like, this is, uh, it's not going to happen. It's not going to work. Mm-hmm. You know, like, even though in that sort of like, hey, I got me some horses, let's go. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, and then she even, there's that whole line where it's like, and you would if I would, but you never would. So it's like they have to be together because this person wouldn't do it on their own. And almost like if that person isn't gonna, it wouldn't be willing to do this on their own, then they're not going to mm-hmm. kick the habit, I guess, if we want to go back to the drug bit. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway. So I really enjoyed the playlist. I can't. Sorry if you can hear the cat eating. <laughs> on open the door and so now the cats are in here well one of them is chowing down it's jinx eating some food anyway uh yeah thoroughly enjoyed the playlist i like that there was different kind of takes on her music there was the acapella one there was the harpsichord there was the honky tonk mm-hmm. you know all that kind of different kind of stuff in there but there's definitely a through line through all the songs where like you could still tell it was always tori amos doing these things um so yeah, very cool. We've surprisingly listened, and I guess this is because you you kind of like 
lost touch with her, quote unquote, for all those years. And a lot of those years have been the years that we've been uh, a couple. We've surprisingly not listened to very much Tori Amos together. Like we listened to that one album a lot. Um, but yeah, it hasn't come on in the car or anything like it, that. It did. It went in or the beginning. Yeah, in a be- the beginning of our relationship. I remember when we were driving back from Seattle, I put it on to keep me awake. I put on little earthquakes because I knew I could sing along and yeah. stay awake as we're driving back from, uh, or when we went to the Pacific to, Northwest. Like yeah, did, yeah, yeah. It wasn't just Seattle, but um, but yeah, I mean. There's so much else to listen to. Mm-hmm. I will give Tori four seconds of summer. Four out of five. I don't know what that means. That's Four my, seconds of that's summer. That's my radiant. It's a long story. It's not that long of a story, but <laughs> go listen to our second episode. Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> uh, my wife has never listened to an episode of this podcast. <laughs> um, but I, I ha- fully I, support you doing this I podcast. have to explain to her how it works today. Um, but that doesn't mean you can't come back. I want you to come back. I won't punish you with anything because... Most stuff that I could think of, you probably wouldn't like. Um, I I Truth. like the majority of the music you you listen to. You don't like the majority of the music I listen to. Mm-hmm. Do you have any final words for the for the listening audience? We're down to two listeners now. Yeah, I'd say give give Tori a listen. Voice Jeez. for Pele, your favorite, favorite. Voice for Pele. I mean, the now talk about album covers. Now that one, one is the shit. That one, one is just perfect. Yeah. Oh, I just realized really today. I think that there's a snake. I on know. It. I'm so sorry. And that scared me. <laughs> it's so good though, and then like um, one of the, uh, I mean, if you had the uh, insert or whatever, you could see the image of her um, suckling a pig, but um, pig, a piglet. Um, it's just I. Always just uh, loved it, even as like a. I never thought it was gross. Like, mm-hmm. I never was like creeped out by it or anything like that. I just, uh, mad respect. That's, yeah. that's what it came down to whenever listening to her. But, um, um, but yeah, I think it, she's a very talented musician. Um, she knows her shit. Voice for Pele, also, one thing that's really cool about it was uh, recorded in an old church in Ireland. Oh. Um, that's cool. And, uh, yeah, like, I mean, there's, uh, she's just a really great storyteller and, uh, yeah, I recommend watching some, some of her videos and interviews, um, as well, but, but I'm happy, I'm, I, I love that Pandora's Aquarium was your That's favorite. a really good song. It's I'm, really good. I'm curious for any of the listeners what their favorite song would be out of Let the, us know. Out of the, uh, the five if you end up listening. Right in, everybody. Listener. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, folks. Uh, I'll be back another time talking with somebody. Maybe I'll have Han on the podcast. I'm right here. You want to do the podcast? It'll be bendy songs. Yeah. Uh... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, everybody. Uh, bye-bye.